Greetings from Spark. In continuation of the audio podcast in the category Sophia of Christ, we will examine the second sign in chapter 3 of the Gospel of John, which covers the conversation between Jesus with Nicodemus in two episodes. The first episode covers verses 1 to 8. Verse 1 opens with an introduction. Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. Pharisees were supposed to be the spiritual leaders, but in the time of Jesus, they had become the mere guardians and enforcers of the Mosaic law, which had gone through much modifications from the time of Joshua to its current institutionalized structure. The teachings of Jesus were radically oriented towards individualistic spiritual dimension as opposed to the collective social dimension of the Pharisees' teaching. In verse 2, we see that the man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. John emphasizes the time of Nicodemus' visit as being in the night. This could have two interpretations. The first, he came purely out of desire to know what the teachings of Jesus at the time when nobody will notice his coming, either the public or his colleagues. The second, John could have employed a powerful symbol of darkness and light to differentiate the limited spiritual consciousness of Nicodemus' night and the divine Christ consciousness, which is the light. Nicodemus addresses Jesus as Rabbi. This is to accord the highest recognition as a teacher of the Jewish people. He also confirms the authority which Jesus has received from God to do the teachings and points to the proof of divine authority which was manifest in the converting of water into wine at the wedding of Cana and also in the cleansing of the temple which Jesus calls the house of his father in chapter 2 of John's Gospel. In verse 3, Jesus answers Nicodemus, Truly, truly I say to you, unless one is born anew, he cannot see the kingdom of God. A radical explanation of the term kingdom of God and anew is needed. To a person like Nicodemus and all Jews at the time of Jesus, who have been subject to millennia of domination by the Egyptians, Assyrians, Philistines, Babylonians and currently by the Romans, deliverance to freedom or a kingdom of true liberation was the expectation and the Messiah was to be this type of deliverer. But Jesus talks of a different language of deliverance, a truly spiritual one. He uses a term that could be understood, hence the usage of the words kingdom of God. To achieve this, everyone has to be born anew from above. The word anew is used currently, but many centuries the Bible used the word 
from above. These words do not denote a spatial dimension or location, as still misunderstood by many denominations of the church. The construction of the cathedral with their high steeples was to communicate with the divine. They were supposed to be the spiritual lightning rods. Above really means from a higher nature or level of consciousness. This misinterpretation came into being in exegesis due to the influence of the Egyptian and Greek mythologies which related the heavens above as the abode of the gods and had us the underworld as a place of damnation. Only very recently the new translation of the Bible has started using the word anew. Ancient tribal and shamanic wisdom dating back to 30,000 years in the Paleolithic period located their place of worship deep down in the caves with narrow entrances. This symbolized the divine womb. Even today the Hopi Indians of North America have their place of worship called the Kiva deep underground and it has to be reached through a narrow stairs. Above really means above the level of sensory reality, which is an intuitive domain within oneself in the cave of one's heart. The biggest mistake made by early church fathers in the first five centuries of Christianity was to debate the dual nature of human and divine purely from a sensory level. They did not relate to the dual nature of Christ's consciousness. His humanity was in the physical realm through incarnation and divine nature was in the spiritual realm through his oneness with the divine consciousness. This he confirms in understandable language for the common people when he says, I and the Father are one. In Gospel of John chapter 10 verse 30. In verse 4, we see Nicodemus saying to Jesus, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Nicodemus is still rooted in his material objective consciousness. For him, birthing is a physical process. He cannot understand and had no concept of what lies beyond what the senses dictate. This is the reason why he asked this question. And Jesus answered him in verse 5 by saying, Truly, truly I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. According to Christ, there are two types of birth of every individual. The first from water, then the second birth through the Spirit. The birth through water indicates physical birth through the breaking of the water in the maternal womb. It is now increasingly accepted that in the first trimester, the fetus is only a physical entity. This research has been initiated from the ethical dimension of abortion. Consciousness enters the fetus only when the heart begins to beat. This consciousness comes with its evolutionary attributes and gets further modified in the environment of the mother's womb 
and the internal emotional and physical input it receives while still in the womb to purify this consciousness all modifications are to be erased this is the new birth of through the spirit which jesus talks of if this does not happen we remain rooted in physicality flesh is denoted to this domain but when we receive the divine spirit we are integrated with the highest level of consciousness this is confirmed by jesus when he says in verse 6 that which is born of the flesh is flesh that which is born of the spirit is spirit in verse 7 jesus confirms that this is not a unique or marvelous event in one's life he says do not marvel that what i said to you you must be born anew jesus further explains in verse 8 the nature of the spirit and why it is so elusive for us to grasp the activity of the spirit by giving a comparison he says the wind blows where it wills you hear the sound of it but you do not know whence it comes or whither it goes so it is with the everyone who is born of the spirit unlike physical manifestation where we are able to determine its origin and dissolution in birth and death in creation and destruction the spatio temporal quality of the spirit cannot be pinned down this is a process of integration into the universal existence we shall further delve into these highly mystical sayings of jesus through the writings of john in future episodes may you be empowered into greater understanding of this sacred text and thank you for listening